got it from there, Vid? Yeah. Okay. All right, sounds good. So I'm gonna say welcome to the show and everything like that. And um, Tara, thank you for sending me your title because I was, it wasn't gonna be like that at all, what I was gonna say. So um, child development, <laughs> child development and behavioral specialist. So I wanna make sure that I get that right. But before, now that we're recording, so so that I can, um, I wanna start to show off with that. So everybody just kind of like, you know, we can virtually toast. Okay, here we go. Mickey, you see my drink, right? Nice. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. What you got? Oh, that looks really right. nice. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crystal All light because right. I told Adrian I don't drink. She said, Penny, get you the most. I said, Adrian, I don't drink, but I have a toast for you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, so it looks after fancy. We do that, it looks fancy. All right, we toast and then I oh, need crystal light. We toast and then everybody. <laughs> Put your put your glass up and then we gonna put the glass up and then everybody sip at the same time. All right, on three. Penny, where your glass at? Right here. You can't see it. No, it look no. Okay, there you go. One, <laughs> two, three, sip. <laughs> Make I say sip, not go. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll go. Did I start when I'm smiling? So everybody mute out. Penny, stay on. No, I'm teasing. Three. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Start three, two, one. Play too much. <laughs> and three, two, one. Good afternoon, and welcome to the second episode of Sunday Brunch. Today, me and my crew, WNBA crew in the house, Tamika Dixon. Penny Tola, and my good friend Tara Towns, child development and behavioral special, specialist, have a special guest, CEO of the National Pal, Mr. Jeff Hoodie, AKA Hood, all right? And he's uh, the CEO of the National Pal. We had a good conversation last week, so this show is gonna be great, okay? Going back to you, Tamika. Tamika, um, you have a son. And we talked about this in depth last week, you know, and I want you to talk about the importance of him having an outlet and a source of growth other than the PlayStation and the social media outlets out there. So, yeah, uh, so this this COVID situation has kind of actually uh, messed everybody up and the kids are no you know no exception to that you know they've they've been forced to have to you know go to school virtually um and you know their whole life lifestyle has kind of been uh changed and and turned upside down as, as just as well as the parents and everybody else dealing with the situation so you know for my stepson um he's 15 and he we're we're just trying to kind of implement other things for him to do other than, um, you know, going to school because he only goes to school virtually online for three three and a half hours four hours a day tops. So the other uh, parts of the day he thinks that he's supposed to just play PlayStation all day and that's that's what his him and his friends have been doing. Um, so we've been trying to implement some other things um, for him to do. Um, you know, uh, out here, the courts um, are actually shut down to the basketball courts. They got kind of like wooden blocks put through our neighborhood court. So he feels like because that's, you know, that those blocks are in the in the hoop, he can't actually do any anything else um, to, to work and enhance his game. So we've been out there trying to incorporate some things to, you know, to help him get better. Um, you know, I told him all he needs is a driveway and a ball really don't even need that you know you there's a whole lot of creative ways that you can you know that you can become better so um you know we're working on some things with his handle fundamentally um that he can be better and 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 utilizing you know those things and then you know when the courts open up you know he he has an opportunity to go out there and put some time in on the court um but yeah we're just trying to get out and have him to do some other things other than sitting in front of a 
you know, playing NBA 2K and, and Madden and all of those things eight hours a day. It's unless he monetizing it, he that's and that's not what he's doing. You know, we we gotta have him doing some other creative things. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, that was a great answer. I mean, and it's just a great it's a great segue into, you know, um he just he doesn't need a whole lot of introduction, you know, but I'm gonna give him the introduction because this is my guy, Jeff Hood, and he's the chief executive officer at the National Pal. Uh, now the National Police Athletic League, and we so we had that conversation last week. We talked about the PAL in depth and how important it was for us to be a part of that. And I mean, uh, I did several full court press, junior NBA clinics. Uh, Tamika uh, was in a couple uh, in, in in several cities across the country with the National um, Basketball Retired Players Association, and we went from and I'm, I'm probably not going to mention all of the places. But North Carolina, okay, Virginia, New Jersey, West Virginia, New York, Vegas, Chicago. You know, talk about how instrumental that was to the kids. Oh man, it, um, I, cool. I, wow, all of that. <laughs> yeah, we did I mean, all that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, and then Tamika's going to come in next, and she's going to, you know, talk about that experience as well. So you want me to talk to that or Tamika? You first, Jeff, and then I think I'll, okay. I'll come in behind you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean that was those were awesome times. You know, not just about basketball. We're pouring life and energy into these young kids in these communities, and um, it was it was tough, you know, because. Um, a number of these kids uh, don't have this type of an outlet, right? To, to, from our perspective, to give them more than just this thing called basketball, right? You know, and you know, we we've all played that game at at, at different levels and and enjoyed what that, uh, both the good and the bad that came along with that. But you know, with these kids, we have to be able to give them a little bit more than just this thing called basketball or just this thing called athletics. Um, because as we all know, that not everybody, you know, as, as Mika was saying, you know, not everybody is going to be able to, to monetize, you know, this, this game to earn a living from it. And, um, the thing that I try and do and what we were trying to do, um, with doing these clinics across the country is to let people know is like, look, you can still be successful you know, without necessarily it being athletics. Some of these kids think that that's going to be, and I I understand some of their train of thought growing up in the projects in New York, right? So I, I, I understand of trying to put your hope and your faith and all of that in the game in hopes that that's going to be your ticket out. I get that, you know, but a lot more of these kids are, are, are going to need to be successful in some other endeavor um, outside of athletics. Um, and, and, and the thing that we, we were doing with these clinics was to offer other opportunities, um, you know, to them to show them that not only just basketball, but there's a whole host of other careers within the game of basketball. You can be a GM, you can be a player director, player development, you can be, you know, all of these other things. You know, don't just limit yourself to the game of basketball, but within all of that and from our PAL mission standpoint, we was also about trying to get them to understand and come about from this linkage of kids, cops and communities. You know, as our mission is about establishing rapport and relationships with young people and those positive uh, communications with law enforcement and community. So we was trying to build and help them to understand those positives and takeaways from that as well. And, um, you know, we were, we were having great success uh, with that and, and, and hopefully maybe we'll, um, you know, get back to where we can continue to fulfill some of those, you know, that partnership in that clinic, uh, doing the clinics between PAL and the MBRPA. Yeah, I mean, uh, just just the things that you did, and talk about uh, how you had uh, 
the financial aspect that you had tied in there where you, you would, you know, we would break off into the educational sections and, you know, Win Trust would do uh, save a penny a day and you end up with some kind of crazy number at the end of the year. And, you know, there were so many other things that were tied into the, to those camps that we did. I think we might have lost Jeff. But we could just, we can, until he gets himself back together, um, I mean, Penny, it, it was, it's a good way, it's a, it's a segue can into, hear me? yeah, we lost you for a second. Yeah, we lost you for a yeah, second. I think, I think my, um, my, hey, um, Cedric, come in for a quick second, man. I'm yeah, mute yourself out, we just gonna Penny, keep rolling. Penny, here you go. Okay. That's my cable dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right there. I'm trying here. <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, so, but but no, but that's what we was just trying to do. Is trying to change lives, and, and and as well within all of that, trying to establish relationships with law enforcement to show that you know it's not a us against them mentality. You know that. Um, it's about bridging relationships, and that's what we were doing through this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just incredible stuff doing you're doing over there with the PAL and and, and the whole that whole movement that you had. Talk about um, how there were other segments to it. You know, just the the financial aspect that you had to it with Win Trust, and they were teaching kids how to you know save a penny a day, and then they would have sort of like was, what was it, $700 at the end of the year? And then how motivated right. they would come out after that, you know, and you have kids, I remember kids coming out saying, oh, I'm going to save two pennies, now I'm going to have, and they would all get into a healthy conversation. Right. Talk about the educational breakout sessions that we would have within the basketball camp. Yeah, well, and that was what, what was the great thing about this, you know, is we were giving and, and pouring into them more than just basketball, right? So we was pouring in life and life living skills. So we was teaching them about fiscal financial management, you know, and, and, and even so much is not just for the, the long, long term, but let's try and work with them about trying to save some monies that they may be able to utilize towards their endeavor of going to college, you know, or to start a business or, or what have you, you know, so we try and pour that into them then. And, um, you know, so that was one of the, 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 the pieces that we, we talked to. And we also talked with them about career development opportunities. Um, you know, again, because not everybody is on this track towards being an athlete. Some people, it may be engineering. Some people, it may be something in the STEM field or, you know, what have you. So we always tried to bring about some of those other opportunities to introduce them to because uh, you never know where that light bulb is going to go off in these young people, you know. So we tried to mix it up, you know, at each of the different uh, locations that we endeavored into and uh, just to provide them another outlet and op another opportunity for learning and for them to understand that they need to put more into this than, you know, th they need to put more into their backup plan as well, you know, of just, you know, relying solely on basketball because, you know, as we all know, you can be an injury away from uh, – None of that coming to fruition, no matter how good you may be. Yeah, that's a powerful ending to that. Um, Meek, uh, we did camps together, um, and we did one in New Jersey, in South Jersey, I think it was in particular. Talk about how it was and that feeling that you get as a, as a former player, just being able to give back to those kids and, you know, just to, you can you can speak to them about the look that they give us um, when they're looking at us when we're giving them information and how they value it and, and just talk about the importance of that and your whole experience. Right for me, it was always uh, always an incredible experience to 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 give back. Number one, um, and just to see the looks on the kids' faces to have to be able to come into contact with with a WNBA player with an NBA player. And be able to get advice from from those people um, that meant a lot to me, you know. Being able to share that time with you know with those young athletes, 
and show them that, you know, I was once where they were. And you can be that too, if you do X, Y, and Z. Um, and, you know, for, for them to be able to get that feedback from us um, made that dream for them a little bit more real. Um, so the experiences I had, you know, giving back and being able to, you know, be in a clinic set, setting and show them, you know, some some fundamental things that can help their game to grow, um, you know, was just was fun for me. Um, and, I, and I always think back on those experiences and seeing those kids' face light up, you know, when we come through the door and are not able to share our experiences with them. Um, so I always enjoyed, you know, just being a part of those clinics. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that was probably the greatest joy was yeah. just to see the looks on their faces and, you know, to be able to, you know, see it, touch it, you know, experience it and, and then to get that advice and just for them to, you know, because some of these kids are, you know, they are not in the best conditions, have the best mm -hmm. living conditions. And so they take that and at least they have something that they can hold on to, you know, for a little while. You know, right. um, to get them through some of the obstacles that they may be going through in their life, you know, um, and that and that just uh, leads me right to right to Penny, um, you know, being the G, being the GM um, over there uh, with the Sparks and getting involved in in so many different programs that they have. You know, you were instrumental in putting on the junior NBA, the WNBA clinics, the Get Fit, you know, programs for the league. Talk about how important it was to connect with our youth and give them hope for a better future. You know what, Adrian, even long before the junior um, NBA and the WNBA camps, Meek would tell you, I had my own clinic, camps and clinic. They were called Points from Penny. And it's, it's funny how it's come full circle because I was a GM in LA, but I lived in Las Vegas and I invited Tamika Dixon out to speak to expose all those young kids at a rec center to a nice. WNBA player. And now look at it years later, Las Vegas Aces has, uh, you know, they're the Las Vegas Aces. I always felt it's important to give back because we all know that one, come in contact with one positive person can stimulate a kid's life for the rest of their life in a positive way. I feel that um, it's sort of like what Jeff was saying. I think they need to, when I was doing my clinics and when we do junior WNBA and all the clinics, we like to try to bring people in that are actually not in basketball because we have the players that are in basketball. Like Jeff say, everybody's not going to make it. So we try to expose them to architects, to lawyers, to carpenters, to, you know, people in electrician to show them that, you know, there are other opportunities out there. And the ball is a way to bring people to connect because sports always connect people. But you never know in the end what changes a kid's life. And to be around that type of positive energy with all, it's like, how do you say, it takes a village to raise a kid. And here in that junior NBA and WNBA, that's a village that we hope that the kids come in contact with the WNBA players and NBA players and they go home and they talk about it and they want to be something positive in their lives. Because all it takes is one thing, one thing to click in that little mind of theirs, to set them on their way to becoming an extraordinary an extraordinary person. You know what they say, drop a rock in water and it creates a bigger a ripple. And that's what we that's what we were trying to do with that program. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that leads me to like prompt Tara because you deal with a lot of I don't want to use that term but damaged kids you know they're 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 dealing with abuse they're dealing with abuse from their own peers talk about how important it is you know programs like that are to them well um the first thing I I want to say is um for social responsibility you must have a micro system that models that and a lot of these children, they don't have a, a full microsystem that heals and supports the whole child. And so they look in other avenues and, um, you know, resources like the PAL and Boys and Girls Club and all of these things. And even like Penny just said, connecting with um, people who are very successful and where they're trying to go, that does open up their minds to think you have to have a thought first before an action, that it is even possible for them 
and then to expose them once again to to different avenues outside of sports like penny just said with you know carpenters and lawyers and everyone you know to show them that there are different things but getting back to that breakdown and the importance the breakdown is that a lot of these kids first of all they're in a city so economically disadvantaged and then they have one parent households and sometimes that mom or even that dad can be overworked so the modeling modeling pro-social behaviors and modeling service and communicating for others these are things that these children lack and and for that matter i think a lot of children in today's society lack that because of what Tamika was talking about with the games. I mean, it's almost like we're competing with social media for parenting. And it's, it's really a place where we have to get control of that. Um, it's so important for people or adults to expose the adolescents to empathy because that is something that we're really lacking just as a universe, as we can see what's going on right now politically. We just lack empathy. And these things are developed, their, their core values, but the value systems are compromised. So we just have so many breakdowns all the way around. And now we're asking adolescents to process this and then to perform in society properly. I mean, it just it's overwhelming just talking about it. So having outlets such as this to where they have a place to get this stuff out, where they see pro-social behavior being modeling a lot of these um, programs like the PAL, because I went to the PAL, I'm from Bayonne and I went to the PAL after school. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these programs support them and they have you know, caretakers and caregivers that show them that someone cared. Because how can they even care about themselves if they're not getting it in their microsystem? And then how can they extend that caring to the world and society if they don't even know or feel that it exists? So these things are just, they're imperative and they're crucial to their development. We develop these things at five, but when it comes to children who don't have access to the proper developmental system, you're, they can be 12 and, not, and be behind. Do you know where someone was socially put in or have, has a home where that uh, microsystem is supportive of that? So I think these avenues are beyond important to their growth and to how they show up for us. And then as far as sports, the importance of that is we know we team build, we know we are exposed to camaraderie, we're exposed to problem solving skills, we're exposed to organization, goal setting, goal reaching, and just overall self-esteem and self-improvement. So I feel, I love sports, I don't play them, <laughs> but I do, <laughs> not at all. My brother said my claim to fame is cartwheels when I was little, so hey, that's, that's what I do, but I do some, that's what he told me. But I watch them and I honor people who are you know, in sports and have really, really taken it to that level. And I just appreciate all of you guys giving back because kids are what I do all day long. And I just, I really have reverence for you guys for doing that because you are presenting another opportunity no matter what it is, whether they're gonna you know, further themselves in sports or they're just going to show up as productive human beings that care in society. Wow. That was amazing, and that just that prompts me to 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 vid. I mean, vid you, you know, you can talk about some of the challenges that you face as a parent. You know, with your daughter, her coming up, and you know, just viable programs that that are out there that she should even participate in. Because there are a lot of people out there that are that are out there just trying to make a buck, whether it's from you know basketball to teaching them football, you know, um, like talk talk to us about that. What what are some of the things that maybe the panel can help you with? Um, you know, when I when where I'm from in Virginia, we didn't have the pile. You know what I mean? Um, so mm -hmm. we had yeah. boys and girls or whatnot. So when um I moved down to Florida, that's when I became familiar with that. Um, pal and everything. Um, but as far as with my daughter Sophia, um, it's just getting into the right um, the right programs and organizations. Because right now, like you said, a lot of people are just chasing a buck, you know what I mean, and not really um, developing the youth, you know what I mean, like far as the life skills, 
Um, if you want to talk about sports, the sports skills, the basketball, I, I got her in basketball, you know what I mean? But just anything else she wants to do as far as uh, softball, whatever, whatever you have. But um, definitely down here in Florida because I love Florida, but we lack. Um, if you look at our stacks, education-wise, we're in the bottom five in the country, you know what I mean? Um, the funding doesn't really go to the um, different organizations like the PAL, Boys and Girls Club. You see them going down, um, being tore down almost every year. You know what I mean? So I guess my question would be, um, what do you suggest or what programs or alternatives would you suggest Someone like me that has a five-year-old daughter that's very active, but needs the life skills that um, the community can provide, just not just the parent parenting. If I'm, if I'm making sense. Yeah. Anybody want to share with him on that one? Maybe Jeff, because you know uh, the pal down there in Florida. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Hello? Yeah, I got you. I, I can hear you. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Um, you know, before rolling up to be the CEO of, of, of National PAL, I was over to PAL here in Charlotte, right? And the thing I would tell a lot of times, man, to, to parents of like four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, you know, a lot of these parents, man, they come in with a different mentality of, you know, I want my, my, um, my son to be MJ or LeBron, and I want my daughter to be um, Goody, <laughs> Mika, Penny, you know, and, and, and all of that. The thing that I tell them, I refrained a lot of times from sometimes doing very, very structured programming for, for all of these dollars because I don't want you to waste your money. And for me, it's about at, at that age, Having that child to just have fun, man. A lot of these kids have, growing up to these, they, they have no idea how to enjoy themselves. That's why a lot of these kids, like now that we're in this COVID situation, they're wilding out a little bit because they don't know how to have fun. They don't know how to to to, to be and, and make do by yourself, you know. And, and, and the parents are a lot of times are charged with, providing entertainment, you know, and all for these young people. And sometimes I, like I was talking to a parent on Thursday and I says, look, sit them down, sit, let them put them in their room, you know, or, or in the house or what have you and tell them to figure it out and work it out, you know, and I'm not going to be as the parent, you're not going to be the one to figure it out for them. The same way, like when I was growing up and all, you know, we saw a lot, we wanted to play stickball. We needed to clean that lot out if you know and to to be able to make a little of a, a field to play uh stickball with or what have you these kids like like I think Mika or somebody was saying is like they wanna they wanna do the video game thing and all of those things. I think where we are challenged as adults, we have to help them to find that space of being able to think creatively and that's my my mantra right now and 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 as we're doing video uh, virtual mentoring sessions with kids across the country, you know, and they're like, we can't go anywhere, we can't do anything, you know, and all, I'm locked down. Well, if you, if you classify it as that, then yeah, that's what you are. I says, but, but there's several other things that you can be doing right now. Several of you guys are, are if it wasn't for this COVID situation, you would have probably failed math, failed English, or failed, failed, failed. Why don't you use this time to maybe work on some of those skill sets so that when you do wind up going back, you're in a little bit better situation academically than where you were prior to this 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 um, COVID situation. Outside of that, creativity, maybe start putting some energy, and I'm not saying from a five-year-old, because that's definitely too young, you know, but definitely some of our middle school and high school kids start talking and thinking about, you know, something that could motivate you that you may want to do in life, you know, or you may not have had an opportunity to sit down and have meaningful conversation and dialogue with your mom, dad, or, or a significant other in, in your home. 
take this time to, to, to invest in that time now as well. And uh, we just have to be a little bit more creative and, and not buy into everything is just so negative, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. So that's where I come from. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. Um, this is Penny. Penny. Penny, will you talk about that too? Elaborate on that some, Penny. I wanted to elaborate definitely on what Jeff was saying and what he was bringing to the table. I think the situation that we're in now, and the one thing that I loved about Europe, and anybody that played in Europe would tell you, that when it came lunchtime, all the stores shut down from 12 to 3. You know, like in America, yeah. you know, we use our lunchtime, let me go to the mall or let me go here. Where the situation, like in Europe, because everything's closed, you had to go home and communicate with your family. They used they did sit down dinners and sit down meals. So I'm sure this being stuck in the house isn't much because they're used to being with each other. Yeah. I think when, you know, you're in the house and it's a little off the topic of, you know, dealing with a five year old, but put down the phone, put down the video games and let's have a constructive game of communicating with each other. Because like Jeff said, they probably haven't communicated as a family a lot of people in years. There's an opportunity also for parents that do work, you know, I know it's still stressful because people need jobs, people need money, but it's another way that right now you can reconnect with your child and figure out what they've been into. You know, are they striving to be everything that you want them to be? You know, I think um, this is a golden opportunity. Like I say, obviously there's a lot of stress, people need money but it's a golden opportunity to put that family structure back there because I'm going to tell you right now, you can have yeah. all the programs in the world, but it will still never battle that family structure. You know, I always look back at my own behavior and I always say, wow, now that I'm older, I understood. We didn't have very much money, but we had structure, which led to my success. You know, we had love. We had clothes on our back. I didn't figure out that my family was poor until the world told me that, but I never emulated none of that because my parents taught me all the time, look up, look a person dead in the eye when you're talking to them. Your word means something. And like I say, especially mm -hmm. at five, the best structure you can give them is, is that family structure because that's what they're going to take out and, you know, into that dynamic environment and, and, you know, because my parents is always telling me it's not important what you do when you're in front of me. It's important what you do when you're not in front of me. And that's why I say we could be using this time reconnecting, getting to know, you know, our sons, daughters, moms, dads. There's so many more things that uh, we could be doing, as well as I always say, when you're in the house, why you got to play a video game? That's just you. You and maybe one other person. When I was growing up, we had to play board games where you have to wait your turn, like Jeff was saying, <laughs> figure it out the next move to try to beat somebody. It it makes you clever, you know. And, and, you know, look at even just phase. That's teamwork, knowing what you think your partner has in his hand, but it just still takes a team, you know. And and it's, it's, it's so many other things that we could be doing right now. And like Jeff said, if you think you locked down, you lock down. If you don't and you create opportunities and being creative, and um, giving and giving your child some other alternatives, it can work. This even this time can be used in a positive way. Absolutely, and I agree with you. I really do. And uh, Vid said uh, you want to comment on that, Vid? Yeah, you know, um, you well, Penny, Jeff, and Tara made a good point. Um, I just want to emphasize that. <clears throat> It's not just an inner city problem as far as that whole, you know, having that family structure and spending time and talking with, you know, because a lot of times, um, and I'm not trying to go left, but for those that view this, I want them to also understand that it's um, middle class and I coached at a very predominantly prep school. And you will see a lot of times that those kids, although very privileged, they just didn't, you know, because they had the money, their parents had the money, they just let them, let the kids do whatever. They wasn't there for dinner or to, um, you know, just talk with them in general. 
So the coaches and uh, the deans there became parent figures. And I just want to emphasize that um, everything that you're talking talking about, like you said, in Europe, you know, things shut down at lunchtime. You go and spend. You go and um, sorry about it. You go during dinner, during supper, you all eat together. You know what I mean? And you talk, you um, talk about your day, talk about your plans, talk about your goals. And um, I just think that, at least over here, that's missing no matter if it's being from the inner city, you have one parent, two parents working um, all the time, or that you're privileged um, and your parent, just because you have money, just don't think, you know, that you all need to spend that time together, you know, just to talk, talk about your goals, talk about the day, um, what's going on in school, what have you, you know. So that's just all I wanted to comment on, and I'm, I'm glad that you all brought up um, and emphasized the, the importance of sitting down and talking and doing things together and being creative. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I mean, uh, if it's okay, I wanted to elaborate on that. I totally agree with him. It's not just uh, inner city kids. That's everybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting now because I'm doing a lot of writing. And in doing a lot of writing, because, um, you know, it'd be amazing when you get older, you'd be like, oh, my God. You know, you have all this stuff in your head that you want to talk about and write about. And it's weird because I was writing about my parents one day, and I, and it was so interesting. I was writing about my mom because, you know, my mom worked early in the morning. And I'm sure without her even knowing what she was instilling, because I look at it now, I'm, I'm an early riser, but it was interesting because she always rose twice as early to make sure we had breakfast, even though she was going to be leaving for work before we went to school, and we would all mm -hmm. gather there for breakfast. And then she always cooked dinner at 5.45 after she got home from work. And it was that little thing where I always say, like, yep. and, and I know parents are going to eat me up when I say this next phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. It takes nothing for 10 or 30 minutes to have a conversation before the Absolutely. day begins with your kids. And like I said, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you don't have any kids. You can't do it because the reality of it is that we all know now we make time for what we want to make time for. And my mom had a second grade education, but she was up at 6.30. We were eating by 7, and she would be out the door probably by like 7.30, and us still having um, finishing dinner. But that was that 30 minutes before we started, and we always ended with her. You know, you can make 30 minutes to say, how was your day? What are you looking forward to? And guess what? If it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is, have a happy Monday. Have a great, have a nice day at school. You have to make time for that. Yes. You have to. Amen. Amen. And I hear a lot of yeses and amens yes. in the back. And um, to speak to that, Penny, talking about not having kids, there's four people on this panel that have kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're grown and they're out of the house. And as coaches, uh, I mean, I know how many kids I've fostered and developed and, you know, had it not, not to toot my own horn, but I am, had it not been for me, some of those kids would have tanked. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know I heard a lot of hoons and a ha's in the back and, and, and Meek, you have a, a, a 15 year old. So I know you can speak to some situations, sis. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm learning every day because, you know, this guy, this guy is amazing. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's teaching me. <laughs> but um, he's, so, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's a he's a good kid. He um, you know, he's he's the bell of the ball wherever he goes. He's he's a popular kid, so you know he thinks he's doing a little something. But I tell him like I tell him like I'm sure you all tell the kids that you come into contact with. It's nothing that you're gonna do that I haven't already tried or done. So exactly. <laughs> I'm always ahead of the game when you got when you think you got game. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right I'm gonna come and I'm gonna get you before you get me. Okay, and that's the that's the competitiveness. In yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't even hey, know. They know the cloth that you cut from. Hey, yeah. Hey, for Maker, sure. Like like the saying goes back in the hood: game recognizes game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so. yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this has been, uh, once again, another powerful, powerful piece to put out there in the atmosphere. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for, you know, participating on the panel and, you know, for my girls, you know, coming back and doing it again on Sunday. Sunday brunch is going to get hotter and hotter uh, every time we do it. So um, I would love for you guys uh, start with Tara uh, and, and then I'll prompt each, each person and just to give some closing remarks. Um, I love what everyone said about getting to know your child and um, we have the time now. This morning I cooked Corey breakfast and he wanted to role play and I wanted to bring that up for a vid for your five-year-old. Now he's 12, but he's, you know, he likes to role play. So we're, we're eating and he said, well, how are the kids? Well, how's your pet? Well, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, I didn't even get it at first. I'm trying to eat so I can get prepared for this. <laughs> and he's just questioning <laughs> me. And he said, <laughs> he said, the only two places, the only two places I'm allowed to go, this is what he said, because he's expressing to me how COVID is affecting him. This is what he's really saying. And he's like, the only two places I've been able to go is home and to this bar. And I said, what bar? He was like, the bar that we're in now. <laughs> And I said, oh, we're at the bar, okay. <laughs> he, said, he said, but I'm not drinking. He said, I'm not drinking because my wife said I need to lose some weight. But the funny part is, is that he's just, he's just telling me, mom, I'm inside of this house. This is what he's saying. So role play is so important to be involved, whatever you have to do. And then natural play. They spoke about cards and all different, let's, Play, get on the floor, like play. Play has been completely canceled out by modern technology. And we need both of them, but returning to play, even when we have therapeutic sessions, we use play to talk to the children. We don't use psychology jargon and we use play. We get blocks, we get on the floor and we get inside their head and we meet them where they are. So I think that with this time that we have, we do have a time to restructure and rebuild revise our family structures, our values, and just, hey, you know, we had them. So it's time to connect to them. I think a lot of parents, you know, I, I read the funny things going down online where parents are saying is, is mixing a drink mathematics, you know, like funny little things because they're <laughs> home with their, they're home with their kids. And, and you know what, they're yours. You know what I mean? I'm saying, so how they behave has half to do with you and half to do with the outside world. So just just connect with them and just meet them where they are. They, they're going through something right now, just like we are, but they're really going through it, like Tamika said. And so they just return to the game, the game, the video game, the video game. So I just say play, play with your kids, talk to them, role play, go to the bar with them, wherever they want you to go with them, go with them. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and just use this time, use this time to, to, um, to instill values. Yeah, that's good advice. Tamika? Give us some closing remarks. Sure. So yeah, I I um I was having a conversation with a few friends of mine uh, actually yesterday, and we were talking about like coming out of this COVID situation, learning something new about ourselves and everybody around us, kind of basically. And and for me, you know, personally, um, I've I've actually uh, started. Uh, like uh, studying uh, trading. Like I've always been interested in the stock market, but now like I've, I've kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to expand my knowledge. So like- I'm, The good pastime. Yeah, so so like I'm working on like uh, day trading and swing trading and moving it. Like I've learned <laughs> some new things since this whole situation has occurred. And so I tell the kids all the time, like, this is a the opportunity for you to kind of figure out who you are and who you want, where yes. you want to go, who you want to be. Um, and don't get stuck on, you know, the social media aspect of it, the PlayStation and all of that. Take some time for yourself. Um, learn who you are. Learn what your what your real, what do you really enjoy to do? What are your hobbies? Things like that. And I, uh, speaking of my stepson, he's kind of. Uh, taking an interest into the stock market because he sees me studying it all the time. So hopefully, yes. you know, it's something that he, you know, he takes and learns early from and 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 takes that and move, if that's something that he wants to do and is passionate about. So, you know, this not only has taught me, you know, more about myself and what I want to do and where I want to be, 
but also, you know, with my stepson in the house, you know, just trying to figure out other avenues where he, you know, where he's learning to be excited about other things other than PlayStation. <laughs> okay. Right. So don't, let, don't let me find out you got the hot stock and those highs and lows. You better give me the tip early. <laughs> okay. Okay. The inside of trading and going on. So, Jack, you want to give us some closing remarks? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, for me, it's not. Uh, it's, it's a number of things, but 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 one of the main things is not. Even though these are tough times, and um, you know, as as I think Tara was saying, you know, it's tough times for the young people that what they're experiencing. All I'm a little old school, right? So I, I hear some of that, but I'm not willing to give them a bailout, you know, because. I want to continue to encourage our young people to push and in, 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 in gain and, uh, and access and fight through, you know, the same way that, that our parents had to and their parents had to. There was struggle, you know, amongst all of this, you know. I, you know and and, and I, get the, I get it from this standpoint of um, you always want your child to have more than you had, right? And I get that. But I think, you know, I, I, I was speaking with a friend um, not too long ago, and I said, yeah, it's great to be able to expose our kids to a little bit more than what we had. The difference is, is that they are attaining some of these things without understanding the work ethic that goes into obtaining, right? And, and mm -hmm. that's the thing that I, I, I want our young people to always understand is, there's hard work in the grind, you know. There ain't but so many people gonna hit. Excuse me, but so many people gonna hit the lottery. Ain't but so many people just gonna be money poured on them. We gotta get in and show them how to grind and work hard. And when when you may be on a job and somebody may be saying a few negative things about about you or what have you, don't flip, don't trip, don't go off, don't do you know shoot them up and all of those things. Be strong about it, internalize it, and keep working hard. And that's the thing I think with our young people nowadays of this thing of sense of entitlement. You know, we, we got to get them past that and we got them to understand as a people and as African Americans, they've, we've obtained all these things and it's been through hard work. It's not because things were given to us per se. We got to keep that and we got to pass that on to these next generations so that they can keep that grind going as well. And, and Vid, you're exactly right, my brother. I, I totally agree with you um, that that this is not just a an issue that is about inner city youth. You know, all of these kids growing up have issues, whether it's about I'm hungry and I don't have any food and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do for my next meal to my daddy ain't going to let me ride my, my, my BMW or drive my car because he put me on punishment. I get all of that from all of that whole spectrum, and, and all of these kids got to work through those things. And lastly, I want to say this, and Penny, I'm not sure if you was a pal kid, but I, I hear everyone else, I guess, for the most part was, is I was telling um, Goody the other day, I was encouraged by what I heard from you guys last at the last show about all of these young women such as yourselves being involved with PAL and that's encouraged me that I'm going to be starting through National PAL the Women of PAL initiative so hopefully all of you that, that were PAL in your history and all when I get these gear this gear together and all that I'm going to send y'all some women in PAL, women of PAL gear and y'all can support that and, and, and rep pal as you need to as well and be proud of your history as well. Nice. I, I appreciate you too extending that from us. I know that DC probably had the pal and I'm sure that they had the Boys and Girls Club and I appreciate you mentioning her name because I always try to save the GM for last and I'm not talking about general manager. <laughs> I'm talking about AK the godmother because she did it bigger. So. Um, <laughs> Take us out of here, Penny. Take us out of here. 
Well, in D.C., the answer to Jeff's question, we didn't have power. We had the Boys and Girls, Girls Club, and we had what was called Jealous, the hand, back in the day that was, that was sort of like pals. But for me, and like I said, I don't have any kids, but I have like about 30 nieces and nephews that I happen to have a hand in raising, which me could tell you. Matter of fact, my one little nephew that used to be with me every summer from like 13 to like 18 when he discovered girls, he would come and rebound for us and do everything. And right to this day, he um, always say, I'm pretty, I learned how to work hard from watching Tamika Dixon, Delisha Milton-Jones, Lisa Leslie, and Mickey, you know that, little Greg. Well, he went on to be a professional football player, though. And wow. I remember when he got drafted, Lisa Leslie called me and go, Penny, is that that little boy who used to always be? I said, that's that little guy. He grew up the professional <laughs> football player. Absolutely. But what I see is, even now, I do it with my niece, because I do have a great niece that lives out here. Her mom don't even let her um, play on the iPad. And she, she gets on me when I give it to her. But even when I give it to her, I feel that we have to realize technology isn't going anywhere. And I'm not talking about the video games, because those literally have to be shut down or be educational. But when it comes to this computer, think about it. When we were in school, remember on Monday morning, we had to bring book reports to school, what's happening in the world. You can take that same computer and be like, now, if you're going to be on there for 90 hours, 80 hours, you're going to tell me what's happening in the world. You know what I'm saying? You can do your math. Everything is so technological now where it just takes a second to be like, hey, every Friday or every week, I want you to bring me what's happening with COVID-19 right now. What's happening in these different cities? And when you say what's happening, you have them to write about it. And because we do have so much time at home, get up and tell me about it. Everybody has an assignment. Get up and tell me about what's happening at home. The other thing I think is the lost art, because I'm sure people are going to say, well, everybody doesn't have a computer, but there's a library in everybody's town. And the other thing that I um, discovered when I got older was, and I probably wasn't even exposed to this as much, I traveled, but it was for basketball, where there's a museum, there's a history of something in everybody town that every parent can take an opportunity and take them to the museum or take them to a famous park or take them to a famous landmark because all the 50 states have it where that is a form of educating. That is a form of traveling where I didn't do much traveling with my parents. And luckily I had ball for that. But when I look back at it now, there's so many things, um, that parents and kids can do together that if they like, oh, you want to be online? Yeah, bring me a book report. Hey, you want to be outside? Okay, this Saturday or every other Saturday. We're, you know, I live in D.C., so I say those landmarks. No, we're going to the Smith Museum, you know, which also happen to have the African-American Museum right now. You know, we can take our kids to that. So I just think it's about parents and, you know, significant others. When I say significant others, because sometimes the parent have other people that are in their lives. The more kids are exposed to things other than just that video game, the more knowledge I, I believe that kids uh, will get. And not be so quickly to say, oh, oh, let them go play video games, they're out of my hair. No, you have to be invested in that child. You know what I'm saying? You have to be invested, you have to put an effort in there and not leave everything just to our teachers and our basketball coaches when they get to the camp. No, you have to invest. Children are just like stock and not in that word. You have to invest in them in order for them to grow at the end of the day. So that's what I would say. Absolutely. And that's great advice for for closing it up. That's why I saved you for last because you always come with the cannon. <laughs> and um, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the show. I mean, you truly inspire, you know, each one teach one in effect mode. So Finishing it up, you always know I say Sammy Sosa, and God bless. Y'all be good. Yeah, nice getting together with everybody. Yes, yeah. definitely. Have a blessed Sunday. <laughs> hey, uh, listen. Take care. Uh, Off the cuff, Jeff, we need to circle back. Um, I talked to Penny about um, about the uh, the women of PAL, you know, and. Uh, you know, how we yeah. can sit down and brainstorm on some ways to, to really get this going. You want to speak, do you want to speak to that a little bit, Penny? 
Oh, I, I, you know, obviously I think Powell is an amazing program, and I know you're doing an amazing job. When she put your name up to me, I Googled you to see you get your award down there in Charlotte. <laughs> with the team. Oh, I just think there's, you guys are already doing a phenomenal job, um, and it's interesting because I'm sure Los Angeles have one and probably could be more visible, but I think, like, you know, once we're off this call, there's a lot of ways to brainstorm to, to, to make an impact because we all are in different parts of the country, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. would obviously be a brand to yourself. So, you know, just a conversation, yeah. you know, like what are your thoughts? How are you trying to, um, like you say, position the women of power and stuff like that? Because I think it could be a, um, a great program because I'm all for one that I don't believe camps should just be camps. And that's great that yeah. you have the financial aspect because we all know, being minorities, you know, all of us on this platform right here anyway, that, no, we didn't get taught how to do a budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But with all the resources and all the avenues they have now, is now just trying to figure out, okay, how to maximize all those avenues to make it worthwhile and continue to create programs that, yeah, we have these in the program, but also evolve into other things. Because you know how everybody's interested in different stuff. Mm-hmm. So right, that's, that's right. what I was telling her. So they have a conversation. Yeah. You know, I was going to dive in it deeper later, but that was just my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. No, definitely we would want to at, a, at another time. Um, that, But as it relates to to, to, to PAL in, in L.A., they're everywhere in L.A. I mean, we California and uh, Florida – Probably has the most concentration of PAL amongst any state. I mean, we're all over mm-hmm. California, all over Florida, and then you know, of course, New York. And, but, but uh, you know, even so much as I think I don't know if she's sponsored or, or owner of the Sparks or whatever. But we brought on um, Vivica, actress Vivica A. Fox, who's of course in L.A. She's came on board as our ambassador of youth girls empowerment uh, as well. So I know that's something that she would definitely be uh, be wanting to get involved with and engaged with. And but yeah, as far as L.A. goes, we're all over the place in 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 L.A. for sure. Yeah, she's a sponsor. Yeah, okay. because she sponsored okay. um. um one of the videos doing the game, in-game videos. Okay. Yeah, so so I would say after, you know, down not too far down the road, because I, I, as, as Goody knows, when, when something's on my heart, I want to. Um, so hopefully here in the near future, not too distant future, we can put some thought into that and, um, you know, and pay some homage to that as well because, you know, I have a, a, a young daughter. Well, not she ain't young anymore. She's 22. Um, you know, daughter as well. And I'm always privy to making sure that it's, that our young girls, uh, from a programmatic standpoint, that we are pouring into them as well and that we're just not pouring into our young men. Um, you know, because historically... Um, that that's how it's been historically, even way, way, way back in the day when a young girl would get pregnant, you know, they ship off to grandma's house and then she'd have the baby or the baby would stay with grandma, the girl would come back and act like nothing happened. You know, mm-hmm. we need to pour more into our young girls and talk to them um, and empower them and them as well so that they are not getting all of their self-wealth from some dude. You know, so so I'm very, very, very um, engaged in that process and wanting to make sure that we are uh, highlighting our young women and our young girls and let them know there's a whole host of opportunities abound then that await for them in this world and society as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Awesome. I like that. I like that part about self-worth and. You know, not finding it in some dude as we, as we all too often get caught up doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, so anyway, this can be a part of that, and um, you know, definitely would love for whatever part any of you guys, you know, would 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 be willing to to be uh, involved and endear yourself to that effort. You know, um, would would definitely without hesitation welcome 
welcome you to that. And uh, but it's going down. You know, not, nothing against you, but it's gonna go down with without you. So we gonna do this because we gonna do this. So, I'm mad at you. I'm, I'm glad you. that you're so passionate about it. Um, to even yeah. put that out there to say that because most people, you know, depend on other people to get things started. You know, and that's why. You know, I had to dead some people and just kick started because I wanted to do this for a while, you know, but, you know, yeah. you can't sit back and wait for people like that, you know. So once I, be, you know, but, once but I started the, to learn. But look at the blessing of, look at the blessing of COVID. You probably wouldn't have got to this if it wasn't for COVID. Right. 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 So okay. that's what I try so and I tell our young people, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is one of the blessings of COVID. We got to stop is. that negative thing. A bunch it of is. great things are happening because of it. You know, so embrace it. Let's move. We got to we, we got to be real. You know what I mean? Like. It's positive in it. You know what I mean? We got to see both sides. That's just how yeah. I feel in everything. You know what I mean? In everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, more shine a light more on the positives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, like you said, right. this probably wouldn't have had happened. I know for me, I wouldn't honestly on a Sunday. Nah, because I have my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be here at three o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock on an average Sunday. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even have right. thought about this. But it's, it's been a, for me, it's been a pleasure to, to be here learning, so, soaking it in and everything like that. And um, going back to your point, Jeff, um, I work with a lot of girls. So basically, I, I just stepped away a year ago just to focus on business. But I ran down here. I ran um, Shirlcrest Prep basketball, um, the whole basketball program. But I coached the girls. And okay. um, I'm with you, well, all of you. But, you know, it's so much of it's still AG and I talked about this before, but society has a long way to go as far as um, with women's issues in general. You know what I mean? But we're talking about the, the game of basketball with basketball in general. You know what I mean? I just seen that at my program, I had to fight for getting equal gym time other than the boys program. You know what I mean? We'll come in during Christmas break and the goals will be down, you know, for when our practice time was 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 scheduled. But then, you know, an hour after our practice time was over, the maintenance crew and everybody would hurry up and put the goals up. You know what I mean? Or, you know, try to rush into, because we had two gyms. So a lot of times we'll have to go to the smaller gyms and everything but you know a lot of people might not even think that's a big deal but it's a psychological effect you know what i mean the girls start seeing that yo we're not as we're not worth as much as the boys you know mm -hmm. what i mean like you know why we gotta keep asking why we gotta um run uh wait for maintenance to come over to hand a key over to bring a bring a girl, um, put the girl, um, the goals up or why we always got to practice in a small gym when, you know, the big gym, the gym that we play on, which is, I mean, the school is, I got to show y'all pictures, but it's for a prep school. The, the gym is like a, a college, a small college gym. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, and although, you know, I looked up, AG is my mentor. You know what I mean? So I always looked up to women, you know, I learned how to do a pick and roll through watching a game, a uh, girl's game, a uh, women's game of basketball, you know what I mean? So I'm always going to be a fighter um, for women's, for women's, the game of, um, uh, women's game of basketball and so forth. So in my long rambling, whatever you need from me, I'm there, you know what I mean? I want to be a part of that and growing, you know, just you know, growing the awareness, women's game, women's lifestyle, everything, you know what I mean? Because we got a lot, we, we, we have a lot to uh, accomplish, you know, so. No doubt, no doubt, for Absolutely. sure. 
I'm glad everybody is so passionate about about, about programs. You know, in some way we were all affected by it. And, um, you know, it helped us grow as people. And so that's the most important part. It's not about how we grow in our sports, you know, it's about how we develop as, as men and women. And so it's important. So uh, wrapping it up, I had to change my position so that the, so that the battery didn't run out in my, you know, in my, in my phone. And Jeff was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stay the two hours. You already been in it. That's why I always just slot two hours. It's not, it's like when we finish and we always just always keep going and going and going and we will keep going. But I'm going to rush y'all off because my Cornish heads are done. And my parents are going to You know, they stomach is bad. You know, I want to hit that. I want to hit that chicken that hit. He's like, oh, it's not good. I'm like, yeah, I see. Thank you.